In this video, we're going to be talking about tax deferral, whether you should defer your tax or pay your tax up front, whether IRAs, 401ks, SEP IRAs are actually a good idea if you're actually saving money deferring your tax or if it's all a joke. This is Better Wealth. Caleb Williams. This Caleb. is the Better Wealth channel, and we make uh, videos on money, finance, and business for the sole purpose of helping you live more intentional. And I want to make myself very, very clear that this video is not tax advice. It's not investment advice. I'm not telling you what you should do with your money. This is just a random person on the internet sharing some ideas and thoughts to help you again, maybe rethink your thinking so that you can be more intentional in whatever you do. Um, so when it comes to deferral, a lot of people think that you're just saving money. They actually call this like tax savings plans. It's like, well, my CPA or my accountant puts, told me to put my money in this account and I would be saving taxes. And I just want you to pump the brakes a little bit because it's not a true tax savings if you're having to pay it in the future. And in most cases, when you defer your tax, you, you could just also say that it's a postponement. You're literally just saying, I'm going to postpone my tax today to the future. That potentially could go into the equation because the future is unknown and the future could have more taxes or could have less taxes. It's, it's unknown, but we can look at trends and we can maybe say, you know, what does the future look like and what are the trends telling us? And in a lot of cases, even with that, it's like, okay, there's uh, maybe a lot of different unknowns when it comes to that. Before we get into some of the pros and cons of deferring your tax, I want to share a quick story. And the quick story is this, you and I are business partners, okay? And, and I essentially tell you that, you know, I could do essentially whatever I want. I can change my equity state at any time and uh, I can do whatever I want with the money. And in fact, I have horrible credit. And in, in some cases you would say, okay, you can change your equity stake at any time. You can change the rules. You have a horrible credit. You really bring very little to the table. No, I don't necessarily want to partner with you. So I, I want you to think that. You, you don't necessarily wouldn't partner with someone in that scenario. Scenario number two is I'm a bank. You come to me and you want a loan. I give you a loan. And I say, you know what? Here's your money. Don't worry about paying me now. And in, in, you know, in the next 20, 30 years, I'll let you know what I need to earn and you can just pay me whatever, whatever I tell you. There'd be no way that you would take that loan. It would be irresponsible for you to take that loan. And in fact, it sounds crazy um, to just share those two examples. Like why in the world would you have a business partner that could change their equity state at any time, has bad credit, is spending out of control? And why in the world would you take a loan to someone who could just change the rules on you every single day? Well, majority of you watching this are actually doing an agreement. It's called a qualified plan. It's called a traditional uh, IRA, a, a, a traditional 401k, a SEP IRA. Essentially, you're saying, hey, I'm going to get some type of benefit and I don't really know what the future holds and they and the government who you know qualifies these plans can change the rules. And yeah, the government's not necessarily being the most fiscally responsible, but you know, like, they're they're not gonna you know go back on their word or they're not going to you know screw me they're 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 I'm, they're I'm sure they're going to be fine that's a lot of us are literally business partners the idea of a qualified plan is you're partnering with an entity that can change their equity state i.e they can change the tax rate or threshold and they really control you know their tax revenue and when you look at our country with 30 trillion dollars in debt with trillions of dollars of deficits of, of a massive unfunded liability you start scratching your head and saying, okay, fundamentally, I, I know we're going to get into the math and we could 
make the argument, but fundamentally, is it a bad idea to kick the can, to postpone, to defer, to save money on tax to a date where we have no idea what the future is going to hold. We have no idea what taxes are going to be. We have no idea who's going to be president, the rates and all, the, all that. There seems to be another um, risk that, that again, historically we can look back and there's been times where the top tax bracket's been over 90%. We always say like, I don't know if we're going to go back there, but when you look at other countries and you look at where we're trending, it's hard to imagine taxes going down. So here's the plain and simple answer. And this is making the principle of should you defer your tax um, or not. And, and it really comes down to this. If tax rates and thresholds are exactly the same, it does not matter. If they're exactly the same, it does not matter. You could pay your tax up front and, and into a Roth IRA and grow your money and then you know pay. It's the same as you know tax savings your money today and then you know paying tax on the on the lump sum in the future. It's 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 the same. If taxes are lower in the future, you'd be better off deferring than doing something like a Roth IRA or like a overfunded life insurance policy. Like you'd be better off actually getting the tax savings because it's a true tax savings. You're not paying many money in right now. And over 30 years, the tax rates drop. And so it's, it's a good thing. And think about it. When these deferral plans really came about, look at what the tax rate was and it will make a lot more sense. Now we're in, we're in a situation where relatively tax rates are pretty low when you look at history and then you just look for the future and you just say, is it possible that tax rates threshold could change where I have to pay more taxes? And let me just prove a point on why I think even if taxes remain the same with the same brackets, you're going to pay more in tax. It's a thing called inflation. Inflation is is something that is essentially because of the printing of our money, we need to spend more money just to maintain our current lifestyle. So today, $100 versus, you know, in 30 years, that $100 has way less spending power. So $200 would, you know, represent what $100 would be today. So think about it. For those of us that are making more money, that are getting a raise, like we can, you know, be really proud of ourselves. But at the end of the day, you're making more money, which you need to pay Maybe it might bump you up to a more taxes, but at the end of the day, your three or 4% raise um, is actually not making you richer. It's just maintaining what you're currently spending today. So if that makes any sense, inflation is actually uh, a silent tax for many reasons, but one of the reasons is it's just bumping us up to have more artificial money, but as a result, we're paying more tax, but the value of the buying power of our dollar is not getting us anything. That is one example of silent tax that even if taxes remain the same, which I don't think they will, even if they remain the same, will make us have to pay greater taxes in the future. I think fundamentally it's this. Um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I um, love paying um, my fair share of taxes, and I think we should all have the mindset of you know um, not trying to cheat out any system. But I also think when it comes to being intentional, when it becomes to being a good steward, when it comes to this concept of control, we really need to look at this whole environment and say, yeah, we're very focused on making sure that we invest our money so that it grows. But we also have to realize that there are other institutions that we might think are our friends that ultimately are massive headwinds and, and could come after our money and take our money and change the thresholds and change the rates or change the rules to where maybe they didn't raise taxes, but they got more taxes. So I just think it's something that is very fundamental to think about from a standpoint of what the future looks like, making sure that we can be in control. Personally, I have a belief that taxes are going to be higher 
and that a deferral plan is not a tax savings plan. It's just kicking the can down the road. So what would I do instead? And again, this is not tax advice. This is not investment advice. What I would do instead is um, I would not defer my money. Um, I would look at trying to find all the tax savings I can today to permanently reduce my taxes. This could be deductions. This could be finding credits. This could be finding other uh, entity structures. This could be looking at legal loopholes and, and trying to my very best to legally permanently reduce my taxes. Okay, then you have a tax savings. Then I would look for things like put my money in a Roth IRA, overfund life insurance, maybe invest in real estate or invest in other um, investments that I could use things like depreciation um, to lower my taxes. Um, ultimately, deferral, deferring your money is a catch-22. And at the end of the day, I, I don't want to have a chunk of my money uh, where I don't know how much is my money and how much is the government's. Let me know if this makes um, sense. Let me know if you have ways of, of clarifying this. Again, I'm, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. If you are nearing retirement, there's, there's a lot of strategies you can do. And um, I don't want to, again, freak anyone out that the government's going to take all, all of our money. I just think if, if we are trying to grow our wealth, we need to think about all parties. And I see so many people, you know, being focused on, you know, rates of return and, and are making deals, but at the end of the day, aren't realizing that the wrapper itself could ultimately be a jail sale uh, for your money and determine what you do 20, 30 years from now. And I just, um, you know, I look at history and say, man, I really haven't seen many areas where, um, you know, the government has stepped in and actually made us better off for having wealth. In a lot of cases, once they, they get their foot into something, they want more and more and more and more regulations. And so that is why I'm a big fan of Ross, of life insurance, of permanently reducing taxes and alternative investing where you can grow your wealth in a tax advantage way. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.